Hey, what's up everybody? My name's MJ and you're listening to the MTG in Quarantine podcast. As usual, I'd like to give a quick shout out to my local game store, Guardian Games. You can find Guardian Games on the web at ggportland.com. Today's episode is going to be referring to Mark Rosewater's Tumblr post on the day of this recording, so the 18th of May 2021, regarding the Modern Horizons 2 set spoilers. To talk with me about these set spoilers, I'm going to reintroduce a good friend of the show, Mono Whiteboarder. Welcome back. Hey, MJ. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I figured you would really, uh, you'd really groove on this stuff, so I figured I'd have you on. Yeah, absolutely. Always up for some, some very convoluted spoiler talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so for those of us, or sorry, for those listeners in the audience who haven't listened to uh, Peter's episode and I regarding the White is Good, actually, where we talked about uh, the Strixhaven spoilers, it's going to work pretty much like that. We're just going to talk for a few minutes about some of the things that we're really excited about in the spoiler set from the Tumblr post and just kind of, you know, highlight some things that uh, might be interesting or, as we just found out in the pre-show, how apparently I can make something extremely convoluted almost sound passable. So, uh, you know, we'll just get started. So uh, first, since you're the guest on here, I'd like to ask you, Peter, what is one of the things you're really excited to see from this spoiler post? All right. The the number one best thing on the spoiler post is uh, creature type skeleton shaman. Um, if you don't or aren't aware, I build a lot of mono white decks, but I also have... A skeleton tribal deck so we get a new skeleton probably like every one to two sets it's like the perfect amount for a weird tribe like skeleton so mm-hmm. i'm excited to see fingers crossed my skeleton tribal deck is demir so fingers crossed it stays blue black um there have been green skeletons in the past so interesting could be a green skeleton which would make it unplayable in my skeleton tribal deck and that shaman creature type you know kind of lends itself to green but there's a chance for a new skeleton to add to the skeleton tribal deck. So, yeah, I'm pumped about that. Yeah, I I, I definitely see where that would be a concern because, again, we've seen a lot of, like, snake shamans and whatnot in green. Um, And, yeah, typically when we end up with that sort of effect in black, it's on a cleric. So... Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, that, yeah, I I can see that being a concern, so we'll see on that one. Uh, one of the things I'm interested in seeing here are, are kind of two things. I'm, I'm going to cheat and say two things here. They're both artifact creatures. One is a clue mirror. And again, that's two, uh, two different things you would think normally on one creature, as well as assembly worker. So the clue mirror, all we know is that it's going to be an artifact creature. It's going to be a mirror. And I guess it'll have some interesting clue synergies. And obviously, if, uh, if you know what a clue token is, uh, effectively, artifact, pay two, sacrifice, a draw a card. And if it has mirror strategies, well, it's never bad with mirror battle sphere or any other mirror pumping effect. So we'll see on that one. And then also the assembly worker is interesting because, again, is this something that's going to make Mishra's factory in particular even more playable? We shall see. Yeah, the clue mirror is really intriguing because it hints towards... What if we see more Innistrad flavor? What is happening on Innistrad after the Ula or Emrakul um, getting trapped in the, the moon? So what's going on on Innistrad? Are there suddenly Mir there? Are clues now over on Mirrodin? What, what's the story of Morning Glory on the 
the clue mirror kind of intrigues me. Um, so where are we seeing clues applied in the future, or is it going to be some really weird Innistrad flavor with mirrors coming yeah. in? Yeah, especially since we're going to be going back to Innistrad uh, this fall, actually, right. for, mm -hmm. for for dual sets. So I think this. I think you're right on this one, is the fact that we're seeing the clue brought back even in a small part. And then also with a card we'll talk about in a moment, the fact that we're bringing clue tokens in here definitely, you know, we already know we're returning to the plane, but definitely helps set the stage in the fact we're bringing clue token and the investigate mechanic back. Right. There's a bunch of, along with the assembly worker, there's a bunch of classic creature types, not to go into my next one, but assembly worker, that's a throwback, plus it adds to, if it's Modern Horizons, that probably means it's going to be a little bit pushed. So are we going to get something i have i actually just built a low shield deck um that plays every assembly worker um inside of it because the low shields kind of flavor is she wants to invent things to do the jobs for her because she's lazy mm -hmm. so assembly workers kind of fit that flavor really well so i'm excited to right away possibly get a new card for that deck and then uh dauthi rogue i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but that's another know. classic creature type uh, I don't know if Dauthi has been on a card, but um, Dauthi's Embrace is a shadow, um, is a card that grants shadow. So hmm. maybe we see the return of shadow in Modern Horizons. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Right, that's a that's a nifty, a nifty mechanic that would be fun to see them explore a little bit more. Um, it was an old mechanic that is essentially a weird type of unblockable. It's similar to flying or horsemanship, where only creatures with shadow can block creatures with shadow. Mm -hmm. But in addition, the the twist on shadow is that if you have shadow, you can only block creatures with shadow. So that means if I just attack you with my savannah lion, you can't block it if you have shadow. Mm -hmm. Makes it about as useless as that uh, goblin glider I had in the white game, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, sweet chip damage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and also the reason why I took out the, let's see, the uh, the Ilcore version one with Shadow out of my mono blue deck because I could never block with it. Well, that seemed mm -hmm. a little bit crappy in the end, so I ended mm -hmm. up taking that out after I learned how Shadow worked. Um, right. But anyway, obviously, since you are the mono white border, we have to talk about white cards. So let's talk about this white enchantment that has a trigger with <laughs> Investigation. Where are you sitting on that one? I'm excited. <laughs> Magical Hacker. He yep. suggested a card that was like designed. It was meant to be a bad card. It was like, you know, discard at the beginning of your upkeep, create a clue token, which is just horrible. Um, and it still excited me because the idea of a, an, a white enchantment that's going to give us clues, that's, I mean... Even if it's just creating an artifact on my upkeep, like I, I can think of so many things to mess around with that, but it's got to be better than that. I mean, so it's going to give us some card draw in white. It's going to give it to us on an enchantment, which is always great. Those are harder to deal with. Um, and it's, once again, it's investigate. More Innistrad, maybe Innistrad stuff, maybe not Innistrad stuff, but with us going to Innistrad, definitely feels like we're going to see some more of that uh, the mono white detective, you know, kind of vibes. Kind of, kind of the Thraven Inspector throwback and whatnot. Yes, exactly. I do. I love Thraven Inspector. That's one of my favorite white cards. Um, so obviously, I got to be excited for this enchantment that's gonna um, that's gonna investigate for us. Yeah, it's also I'm... 
what the what's the flavor going to be? How does an enchantment investigate? Because an enchantment's like a an aura or space kind of right. It's not a creature. Well, but there are a lot of cards like in blue, like uh, Trail of Evidence, for instance, which right. also provide clues out of out of the. I think that was out of the more recent Innistrad sets, probably mm-hmm. out of Shadows. Um, yeah, but I, again, when when you accomplish some sort of task i believe that once you play an instant or sorcery you end up investigating so all of a sudden you're able to get your card draw on there doing something that blue is probably already going to want to start doing anyway so if if in this case wizards is able to put anything halfway relatable to what white wants to do again kind of going back to what we've talked about white's being in the color pie and our white is good actually series again if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to those definitely listen to those just stop this podcast right now Go back and listen to those first, and then you can come back. But um, seriously, though, hopefully this will do what White really wants to do or where White is going in the future, and then we'll be able to get some additional value off of that. Even discarding a card isn't always the worst thing. There's ways to get uh, cards back from the graveyard. Again, uh, Teshar is a good example of this. Right. I I wonder if it's going to be... There's a card from Ravnica called Murder Investigation. That's a white card. When a creature dies, you create a bunch of 1-1s. It's supposed to symbolize the Boros all Mm -hmm. coming around this dead body and trying to figure out what happened here. And most of the time, it's just you sacrificed your own creature. Um, But I wonder if it could be doing the same kind of space, the same flavorful space of whenever a creature dies, investigate. Which would be... Ooh, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be. All right, what else really strikes at you with this spoiler post that's really interesting? Well, right above that, it says a fan-favorite animal character finally becomes a legendary creature. I have no idea what that means, but it probably means that some sort of sentient animal creature, uh, whether it's, who knows, shout out to Tyler, maybe it's the almighty brushwag brush becomes legendary. Um I, I maybe it's is there a pet or anything in the magic story that people like really were into is there like an appa style like appa from the last the avatar the last airbender style character i don't um, know i mean the only like pet creature that we've had in the last uh few years here that i'm aware of was mowu but that they he's were already a legendary, legendary creature yeah. so i don't know we don't have a lot of uh, pet companions for our primary characters here. And and uh, let's um, see, Luca's bonding creatures from the last couple of sets have been on their own cards as legendary. Well, I think right. they were legendary. Yeah. Uh, so meet me, sure. me, me, the the newest one is legendary because it's on the same face as Luca. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna just have to see where where that one falls. I have no, yeah, I have no idea. And the same thing with the character that first appeared in a magic novel finally becomes a legendary creature. Well, again, most of the magic novels were released a long time ago. Some point, I do intend to try to trawl as many of those as I can out of as many places as I can and start actually reading the old story. Because again, if you've listened to my podcast, I'm very interested in the Vorthos aspects of the game. It definitely adds Mm -hmm. another dimension just beyond the gameplay. But... The fact is there's so many novels. I watched a video on this one a while back. It's like an hour-long video explaining the whole story, and I was still confused when I finished that that video. So it could be anything from basically the beginning of Magic to anything from the Urza's block to, I don't know, something from 2007. We'll see. 
Well, and they they've shown by if you look at Commander Legends, people love the deep cuts. Like even if they don't understand the deep cut right away, it just gets people excited to learn about the deep cut. Because I feel like um, Jared Cathalian was pretty popular um, when he came out. Like he made a big splash. I think the prof was the one who um, actually got to spoil Jared. So um, at the very top, they're printing a legendary creature best known for having his name on a powerful card that's been banned. Finally, gets a legendary creature. Um, so I don't know. If that's, I don't know, is Torok? Um, I don't think uh, so. Guy, I, I, I don't know, because no. I know Ashnod is a woman. Um, Gix, I, I don't, I, I guess Gix could go by the he, him pronouns. I, I um, suppose so. I mean, and people have been clamoring for Gix for a while, but I don't think Gix is on a card that was banned. It'd be nice to see, uh, like, Ashnod, for instance, but... I've also been hearing uh, people kicking Ugin around on this one, which would be different. Mm-hmm. I mean, given the fact that he is a planeswalker, so but give but us again, a flip Ugin. But but again, we've had I think I think we've had examples of this where we've had a legendary creature turn into a planeswalker. I mean, obviously, all of the five from Magic Origins started out as creatures and then flip over into planeswalker. So it's doable. It's in the design space. Mm-hmm. Is there someone from the Weatherlight that currently doesn't have a, an updated creature card? I mean, I, again, all of them that I know of, and again, this is one of the reasons why I really want to go back and read a lot of those stories, because they sound really interesting, but I think all of the main characters from those sets, as far as I know, are already legendaries. And mm-hmm. some have been reprinted in different right. forms, too, over the years. So... I mean, outside of Squee, who's already been on so many cards, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But it would be, I think it would be interesting. Oh. I mean, but again, since since you did bring up Ashnod, it, this does bring up that series of cards from about 99. I can't remember exactly what the set was called, but it wasn't meant necessarily for magic. It was kind of a weird sub-game. Again, I can't quite remember exactly what it was called, but it did include a lot of cards that it did include Ashnod and some of the characters who are not... Right, are you talking about Vanguard? Might be. I'm I'm really blanking on the name of this, but I know they're like was... oversized cards. Yeah, that... yeah, 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 yeah. And that's and, Vanguard. Yeah. So so the Vanguard cards did include Ashnod, did include a couple of other characters who were referred to quite often on the on the regular cards, but don't have a analog in the game. So you know, if if we're gonna make a guess on here, I think Ashnod might be a good uh, good place to start. I, I think, think Ashnod uses. She, her pronouns. I, I believe think so. I, I yes. I, I so think on, I, I think on Ashnod's altar it does say her, but again, right. I and so a legend. This one is having his name on a powerful card. So that okay. you know, at least I think that cuts out Ashnod. Um, what about like people would go insane if Commodore Guff was printed on a Magic card? That would that would sell packs. <laughs> so that's a good guess. But I don't think Commodore Guff is referenced on a card that was banned. So. Hmm. he's from one of the there's a cycle of planeswalkers mischief planeswalkers scorn there are these enchantments that you activate an ability and they're supposed to represent the planeswalkers that teamed up with urza and uh he's one of the characters on there he's commodore Guff, yeah but... so so um, but, but again the card had to have been banned so right I, yeah yeah but exactly. it didn't say what format so i mean 
most likely it doesn't even have anything to do with the commander ban list. This is probably something, I mean, it could have even been a card that was banned back in like 1996 for all we know. Right, and that's what I was thinking, like, Turok, I think Hem de Turok was banned in a set. It, it, yeah, Hem de Turok is still banned in a couple of formats, like, like in Legacy, I think it's banned or something, or restricted. It's banned in Legacy, but I, I just don't know. Yeah, so, um, well... That yeah. one, there's so many clues in that, that line, and I just, I feel like I want to be able to get it, and... Well, it's going to just be something completely out of left field. Well, we did get Tormod in Commander Legends, so we'll see. Right. Okay, um, let's see. What else is interesting? I I mean, obviously, whenever you cast your third spell each turn, that gives us kind of that new Omnath design space, the monologue tax space, where you're going to be trying to cast as many spells as possible, even though that's kind of the same, kind of redundant, but we'll see on that one. Um... But another one that I think is really important here is the protection from permanents with corruption counters on them. Yep. Any thoughts yep. on that? I that I have no idea what that is, but it's cool that you're putting corruption counters on things. I really do um, like cards that put counters on other things, um, especially like counters on my opponent's stuff. So like bounty counters from Mathis or Cheville. Um, that's really cool. So it sounds like something that's going to try and corrupt all of your opponent's permanents. Or, yeah, it says protection from permanence, right? So mm-hmm. maybe you can put it on a Planeswalker and Enchantment. So, I mean, it's really intriguing. I have no idea what it could be, um, the corruption. I don't know if there's... Maybe it's a Phyrexian thing. No, I don't know if they would use corruption it's as the possible, counter there. but yeah. And there's Mirror in the set. Yeah, I don't know how much of a, like a, of a unified story that they're going to have with the set. Like, you know... In Modern Horizons 1, there was still, there was a snow theme, right? That mm-hmm. kind of, it reeled everything in, kind of gave it a sense of place. I don't know how much they're going to do with this set. Because Modern Horizons 2 didn't have a single plane it was on still. But it did have that that theme that gave it a sense of place. So I don't know how they're going to do that in this in this set to make it feel like a unified, cohesive set that you're opening and working well- with. Well, I, I have heard rumors that we could eventually return to, to Mirrodin or New Phyrexia, I suppose, in, in the story. So that would make sense for the Mirror, not necessarily the Clue tokens, but we already know about that. Um, but anyway, the closest analog I can think of for a corruption counter is Guapa Hazid, Profiteer, Legendary yeah. and Rogue 2-2. That's a great... And gives creatures bribery counters. Great legendary creature. So is that going to be close to corruption? I don't know. We'll see. Could it be monetary corruption? Interesting. (laughs) Like, I'm thinking, like, a blight like the Phyrexians, but it could just be you're corrupting them financially. Like, here, take this bribe and... Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, There are a lot of ways that corruption has been demonstrated in the magic story. I mean, it's... We we have anything from the Phyrexian oil to just you know downright corruption like with uh, oh oh what what was his name from the story oh it's gonna kill me on this one it, it it'll come to me later I guarantee you from 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 the original Weatherlight saga the, the main right. villain probably Karn right no oh, the main villain um, oh my god it's it's Volrath uh, no yeah Volrath sort of um, Grevin the other other guy um, and Grevin uh, and Vadi are the henchmen. Yeah, this and is this is gonna drive me nuts for for a bit. Um, Tevish Zot portrays Urza. <laughs> no, no, it's it's definitely not. Everyone's uh, kind of a villain. Um, Krobax. There we go. 
Oh yeah, crow. So yeah, the the guy who gets cursed. Yeah. In, in the weatherlight. Yeah. Right? So I mean, you can have crowbacks where he ends up getting cursed, or you can have uh, the Innistrad level corruption where the Eldrazi had a hand in that. But that's that's also corruption. Uh, you mm-hmm. had what was going on in the last Zendikar Rising story as well. You know, just kind of this mixture of insanity mixed with uh, good intentions. So, you know, it, it demonstrates that all the characters, even Planeswalkers, are still susceptible to corruption. So this could, this could, I suppose, lead us to maybe back to Meriden in some way. Um, we, we, we know that Karn has been trying to gather forces to try to go take his plane back for a while it's he's been hinting at it apparently quite often the last couple of years so we'll see where that goes and maybe it would hint a return to that for next year obviously we, we have no idea what's going to be showing up next year in the sets so that's one of those things that could that could show we don't know mm-hmm. yeah Mirrodin's Mirrodin's a logical place to go back to and because we just haven't been there for a while, and people, people are really curious, do like the Brexian cards too, right? Right. And, they've and, been they've cool. been hinting at the Phyrexians with, um, you know, what's his face, the green guy, uh, Vorinclex. Vorinclex. There we go. And Vorinclex made appearance. And 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 they're just re releasing the Judge versions with the Phyrexian scripts of all the Praetors. Yeah. So the Praetors. So who knows that that could be telling us something as well on um as far oh and, and it looks like coin flipping is returning so kark players rejoice choose a number between right. one and five and flip that many coins right yeah that's uh what it's got to be that's just an interesting live text to choose one and five one through five right there's got to be something that's else the that. yeah, there's, i'm wondering what i'm trying to figure out what the catch is going to be choose a number between one and five Flip that many coins. Preach, flip you, lose. Like maybe it's, maybe it's like you deal two damage for each flip you win, and you take two damage for each flip you lose. So you can take five and deal up to ten damage if you're lucky, but you might take a lot more damage yourself. Something like that. Yeah, there. I I, I know there's a card I'm looking at. Tavern Swindler, that's what it is. Where yep. you flip a coin, you you pay three life, flip a coin. If you win, you gain six. If you lose, you get nothing. So yeah. maybe it's something like that. I mean, I, I feel like it is probably gonna be closer to that than it would be to to the Ral version with the the five coin flip for extra turns ultimate, because mm-hmm. then you wouldn't obviously choose. Right. I mean, Zinder Zinder Split and um, his buddy the Cyclops. Those players are gonna be excited for a card that flips five coins because i'm pretty sure they're gonna choose five a lot of the time regardless of what the downside is Mm -hmm. and then we look at some of the mechanics in the set and before in before we started recording the show i was trying to think of something that had 15 letters in it that was an evergreen mechanic and i came very close i came up with 16 so i suppose that's not totally insane but we do have some very long keywords any any thoughts on what some of the keywords we might see coming back are no absolutely i have absolutely no idea um geez yeah i maybe there's probably infect in here i would imagine um or maybe poison. Maybe poison is what they'd want to bring back into a modern a modern setting. It's always uh, similar too. to what they did with Finn the Fang Bear. 
there's just so many there's there's so many it's impossible i feel like i could throw a dart at a dartboard and have just as good of a chance as if i tried to figure it yeah. out i do think though out of the the four letter ones here we might see a return to fear that would be something i'd definitely be wanting to see because fear is a really great mechanic yeah fear fear i i'm wondering if they they're probably not going to do both shadow and fear in the same set that's a lot of weird blocking situations for um for a single limited environment hey um, i'm all for but it. you know modern horizons you know they they're clearly willing to go crazy. They're bringing back tribal. They, I thought they said that they weren't going to bring back the tribal super type. So, I mean, they do what they want. They know what they they know what they're doing far better than I do. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, before we end up here, what are your can't miss cards on here that you think are going to be the ones that people are going to be clamoring for and are going to shoot up in price as soon as they're spoiled? Uh, well. All three of those legendary creatures, I imagine people are going to be ecstatic for. Sure. Squirrel sure. Warrior, especially. Um, and what was that other one? Oh, that that animal character, a fan favorite animal character, finally becomes a legendary. I mean, those legendary creatures, people are going to be hyped for. If Dakon actually makes the set and isn't just a isn't just an art piece for the packaging, I'm going to be ecstatic. Because... Of course you are. <laughs> I love I love Dakon, okay? I love Dakon. He was the first commander I built when I got back into Magic in college. And uh I just I really hope that they keep him non-green, but lands matter. Because I really like playing my Esper Lands Matter deck. <laughs> yeah, and uh let's see. I think that something that could be interesting is the character that first appeared in Magic Novel finally becomes a legendary creature. I think that one, especially since there's a lot of people who are really interested in the story, I mean, really, really interested, really invested in the story on this one, um, that depending on, I mean, especially now that we know what these cards, what legendaries are capable now of doing, uh, just stapled onto the card, that sounds like a really good opportunity to just make some broken card as a commander. I mean, that I, I feel like that one almost is on ban alert just from right now. <laughs> so, if, so if I'm somehow right on this one and you're listening to this episode, uh, before these cards are spoiled, I called it. Okay. So, yeah. What's the, uh, what's your over under on bannings for modern horizon two? over under on ban which format on, on EDH or just uh, every format? No, for modern, for modern. I don't EDH oh. is so slow to ban. I would guess. Um, well, I, think, I, I I don't know much about modern, but um, what I do know is I just have a uh, let's see, I would given the let's see no actually no it wouldn't be relevant. Um, what if I that, gave you what if I gave you two point five over under on two point five cards from this set get banned okay, in modern? Okay, over under two point five. Um, I think that they're gonna. I, I'm tempted to go with the over on this one. Just they're really I, aggressive with just it. Because yeah. I, I know that they're really trying to do it, but on the other hand, the, the last couple of sets they've really... I mean, let's see, Strixhaven wasn't overly busted. Um, I'm going to have to go with the over on this one. Over 2.5. Over okay. 2.5, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in modern. 
So. Yes, yeah, yeah. They can th- that <laughs> that would include legacy or being restricted in vintage. Yeah, or or even a commander ban is possible. We we will never <laughs> know. And, and yeah, and especially since now there's uh, additional formats available on the on the arena and the MTGO as well. You could entirely have something banned in historic or something. So oh, right. I guess these cards wouldn't be ported into historic right away, but yeah, I don't quite remember how in that the future works. maybe. But yeah, I think I, they're just doing whatever they want with historic. Yeah, I, I, I would say on the over, but I think it's it would be. I, I'm going to set the, my guess is three. I think three that uh, three cards are going to be banned. I, and this I, is I, you know the span of of time. You know how many? Sure, sure. The whole time period. So and, I don't think that's outrageous. Yeah, and, and and the cards that I think are going to be banned, if if we want to go into that one, um, I have a feeling that let's see the uh, obviously the the legendary creature first appear in a magic novel. I feel like that one is going to probably be banned. Um trying to think the frog is probably not going to be banned unless it's you know the second coming of gitrog monster um something about the corruption counters strikes me as being very good um it, it's going to depend on the design space here but if it's anything like our uh, friend the profiteer there that could be extremely good and then as far as a creature is concerned I mean, I, I, I just, since legendary creatures don't necessarily have as much power in some cases in the 60-card constructed formats, I'm really not sure. Um, it, it's going to depend, and if, if we are seeing tribal synergies, we're probably going to see some lords here. I, is that fair to that fair to speculate? Yeah, I'm thinking that they're going to at least have one lord for maybe, you know, an under-supported tribe possibly maybe snakes maybe that snake elf scout is going to be a lord of some sort because we have seen a lot of elf support lately in the in the commander products anyway so that's possible okay how about you may sacrifice a mountain rather than pay the spell's mana cost typically typically when you have some kind of alternate casting cost effect i feel like um a snuff out is great for this reason and that's popper playable too so mm-hmm. i i'm gonna just i'm gonna book my uh guesses here on you may sacrifice a mountain rather than pay the spells mana cost you know just being something completely broken probably more modern band but again since we're not doing standard it's a little bit harder to band a card i suppose um the character appeared in a magic novel and the corruption counters and what do you think on this one i'll, I'll shoot this question back over to you Oh gosh! From this, from this, I think the if there's wild conjecture here because that's what this is all about. We're just looking into the abyss and and taking guesses on what we see. I definitely agree. Sounds like how I play Sac- EDH, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the the mountain, the mount, the free spell obviously has potential. Um, I mean that's what happened. That's what happened with Kogak. Hellgag free spells are very good. Yep. Um. What a, and then here's the other card. I, I doubt we haven't seen a card like this get banned, but the censored really gets me tipped off on it. If an ability of a censored or another censored you control triggers, that ability triggers an additional time. How many times are they going to print this ability before it becomes too good in a 60 card format? That's uh, that's the question. 
Um, True. I feel like that one, when if an ability of a creature or another permanent you control, I don't know. I don't know what those two words could be. My censoring them makes me think it's like a new, like a creature type, maybe. But I don't know. Like a like triggering on a specific creature type, so like an ability of a human or another human, but that doesn't make sense for the syntax of that. So I don't know what it is, but because they blocked out two of the words, I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty pushed version of Panharmonicon here. So are you going to take the over or the under on that two point five you set? I'm going to take the under. I think they'll be safer this time, and uh, and they're not going to have as many busted cards with modern horizons 2 uh, they might be they might be warp like format warping cards but i don't think they're going to be as strong and as crazy as modern horizons 1 was okay that's fair any other thoughts before we wrap up for the day no just uh print me a good deck on card all right and and wizards give the people what they want with the squirrel warrior right that's apparently what's driving up all the squirrel cards and prices right now. So if you're listening to this on the day that we're recording or very shortly thereafter, make sure to buy your squirrel cards right now. Again, preferably from your local game store like Guardian Games. You can find them online at ggportland.com. But definitely pick up your squirrel essentials now because they're rapidly going up in price. And if you wait too long, you might have waited too long. All right, so again, thanks for being on the show. It's been great having you just talking about speculation and spoilers and just trying to figure out uh, stuff where we have no clue where it falls or what it, even what it does. Yeah, I'm a sucker for Morrow's cryptic tweeting. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. His cryptic, I love his little games he does when he spoils a card, and I love his his little, here's a bunch of random things you'll see in the set. So, yeah, Modern Horizons 2 hype. It shows that he's definitely invested in the product, and I think that definitely makes me feel better about it than if you're just saying, hey, we don't care, deal with it. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been doing it for 26 years now, so... Oh, he's not been there for 26 years. He's been there for probably 20 or something. Just over 20. I don't know. But yeah, I, I definitely think he cares. He he cares a lot, in fact. <laughs> And, and that's definitely good. And I'm glad that you care because I was able to get you on to talk about this instead of me talking about it myself. And no one wanted to hear that. <laughs> All right. So where can people find you again online? Yeah, as always, at MonoWhiteBorder on Twitter. And MonoWhiteBorder.Weebly.com is my blog where I post all my various musings on Mono White and that aspect of the color pie. All right, sounds good. And you can find me on Twitter at at MTG in quarantine. If you find the very satisfied looking Ulamog wearing a pair of headphones, you found the right place. You can also find the back catalog of all the podcast episodes on Spotify, Google, Apple, MTG Casts, and many other podcast outlets. So for Mono White Border and myself, you've been listening to the MTG in quarantine podcast. My name's MJ. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. <laughs>